0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Bases Loaded. I am your host, Eric Ellefson, and we are in that right uh, nice sweet spot for uh, the world of sports right now. We have MLB playoffs wrapping up We uh, tonight with Game 7 of the NLCS uh, between the Philadelphia Phillies and Arizona Diamondbacks, and the World Series starts on Friday. Uh, with game one in Texas as the Texas Rangers beat uh, the Houston Astros last night, 11 to four, to win the AL pennant for the first time since 2011. So, like I just said, yep, they will be hosting game one. We have NBA, uh, you know, 2023-24 season kicking off tonight. Uh, with two games, we have the. Los Angeles Lakers hosting or traveling to Denver to take on the defending champs, uh, Denver Nuggets. So there'll probably be a whole, you know, championship uh, little celebration kind of pre game thing, um, getting their rings and, you know, a banner raising and all that that they do for, you know, sports when the team wins a championship. And then we also have uh, week seven. Of the NFL recap, kind of week eight preview type of thing uh, that we've done in the past. um, As we're officially like, you know, a third of the way through the season. And what that implies, as well as we have um, the trade deadline is next Tuesday, Halloween. So uh, nothing, um, I just kind of doing a little. Early talk on that. Um, nothing major has happened, no major trades um, as of now. Some kind of minor ones that we can discuss a little bit later on when we get to NFL, but we'll kick right off with uh, baseball playoffs and then work our way to NBA and then go to NFL, is the plan for this episode. So, yeah, like I mentioned earlier with baseball playoffs. LB playoffs um, you know we will decide we will know who is playing in the World Series um, as officially tonight um, with game 7 of the NLCS between the Phillies and Diamondbacks in Philadelphia um, game 6 was last night with the Phillies having a chance to clinch um, their spot in the World Series uh, but lost 5-1 to one. Uh, to the Diamonds to force a deem Seven winner-take-all tonight. Um, we also had uh team Seven of the ALCS last night, uh with Rangers um at the Houston Astros, and they won eleven to four. Like I said, uh Adulis Garcia pretty much carried the Rangers last night. Um, I believe two home runs, including a grand slam um to win ALCS MVP. Um, not surprisingly, as I think I was looking at it. Let it look I think from like M L B at bat, um, like the MLB pretty much official app and they sent- had a notification that I saw. Um he was ten for twenty eight, uh five home runs, eighteen RBIs, he set the single postseason series right here. For uh, for the Rangers for most RBIs. And it's got to be close. It's got to be the MLB retro too. I would think. Too. If not close. Like. I don't know how you store more than. It'd be crazy to have more than like 18 RBIs in a series. Um. Especially. I mean it's a best of seven. And it went seven games. So that's. You know. I don't know how anyone should have more than that. But. I suppose it might be possible. Um. So. Yeah, kind of interesting. The road team won every game in that series as, you know, Texas jumped out to a 2 teams nothing lead, Um, win the first two games in Houston, travel back to um the Rangers' ballpark for the next three games, which the Astros won, and, you know, jump back to Houston, Texas wins those two games. So it's always interesting just like sometimes that happens like we'll the road team will win the first six games and then the home team will finally win that uh, you know all decisive game seven so but not the taste of this one we're all um, you know the, the road team won all seven games and then the NLCS um, you know those Diamond bats keep uh, pretty much fighting every game you know, 5-1. to one. I don't know who. I think it was Maren Kelly who pitched for Arizona. And Aaron Nolan for Philly. Uh, tonight we have... I don't know how to pronounce that name. Brandon Puft, for Arizona. And then Ranger Suarez for Arizona. The Philadelphia Phillies game is at seven oh seven Central Time, eight oh seven in Philly. Right? Yeah, it was their Eastern Time Zone. Right? Yeah, their Eastern Time Zone. So, (coughs) Um, and then yeah, World Series is third or Friday, uh, seven. O three Central Time, and then yeah, Game two Sunday, Saturday, and then it's a little interesting because like previously the World Series has usually started Tuesday, and then um, you know Wednesday will be Game two, and Friday, Saturday, Sunday is Games three through five at the lower um seeds, you know, home ball part and then if necessary they go back to the higher seed for team sits and seven. Um so you know, it's kinda hard to preview it. Um when I we don't know who will represent the national lead and then um because w- we won't have a show um, next week uh, as I will I record my shows on Tuesdays. Um, next Tuesday is Halloween, and I'll be helping out um, with the radio station that I do my podcast uh, through, um, helping them out for you know citywide downtown trick or treating. So uh, we won't be able to like we'll have like you know. Uh probably more of a bigger show in two weeks maybe. Um, you know, World Series recap and all that. Um as well as like, you know reactions for like the 1st there that'll be two weeks of the NBA season, you know, NFL recap, uh, with like trade deadline, um and kinda how things are shaping up going to like the last two uh, months of the season so that's kind of where we're at plan wise for this um, just kind of how it works out sometimes with you know the scheduling and all that but we may do and so we'll have like a f- I'll do a full World Series you know recap once I'm back and, but I don't know like I feel like Phillies would win I mean Texas, uh, you know, or like, a Rangers, Phillies, or a Rangers, Diamondbacks, World Series, is going to be interesting regardless. Um, but, I think, Philly, Texas would probably be the most, I mean, what I would like to see. But, you know, who knows, honestly, like, it's going to be nuts, um, as a Game 7 usually is. So, you know we'll see what happens, and we'll, we'll fully recap the World Series when you know the next show. So, moving on to NBA, uh, like I said, the new season, uh, the twenty three twenty four NBA season kicks off tonight. Uh, we had doubleheader. Um, I said the first game, Lakers and uh, Nuggets in Denver. Uh, that's the first game, it sits 30 and then we have, or is it sits? Does it know they are doing something? That's not what I want. Okay, so it sits 30. Okay, interesting. Because I know I s- for like, well this is on TNT. Um, I guess they're still doing 6.30, 9 o'clock games. Because I saw for ESPN this year, at least for uh, tomorrow when they do, um, the majority of the other teams start their season off. Uh, they're doing games at 6 and then 8.30. Um, at least that's what I saw they're doing for tomorrow. So um, maybe that's what ESPN's doing for all this season. Um, so that that's kind of nice especially for, like, you know, seeing a West Coast game and some of the teams on there, like, you know, on that side of the coast when, like, you know, the games would usually start at 9 and then, you know, be done by, like, 11, 30-ish. Maybe later if it, like, you know, the game goes into overtime or, like, you know, something happens in the game. So there's that. And then the setting game tonight is... uh. Phoenix Suns at the Golden State Warriors and um, kind of a new look team at least for Phoenix um, having traded for Bradley Beal uh, over the offseason as well as trading DeAndre Ayton to Portland as part of that uh, Damian Lillard uh, to the from Portland to the butts um, You know, in that three-way team trade. Um, So, like, he was a part of that. And then they got... Peanuts got uh, Portland's starting center. Yes. So, yeah, they pretty much traded centers. At least for that uh, trade. And then, you know... Butts sent Drew Holiday to Portland, and then Portland sent him to Boston, like, a week later or whatever it was. Um, And then Golden State, they traded Jordan Poole to Washington, I believe, um, over the offseason, I guess. Um... Like, I mean, like, with Damian Lillard, Butts, pretty interesting trade. Um, I don't know. They kind of had, um, like, I you know, before the season started last year, like, Draymond Green, I think, punched him in, like, you know, preseason uh, workout, you know, training, you know, practice-type things um, that they did, and so this is like you know after he played a big part in helping them win another championship that uh, earlier that or like yeah earlier that summer so I guess maybe they were like you know we don't cause like most teams are not probably gonna run out three guards so having like you already have Steph Curry and Tlay Thompson like it's kinda you're probably not going to be running out three guards. Um, Especially probably like in today's NBA, at least for not that long. Because you kind of want someone, uh, you want some like, you know, tall, you know, and, you know, lengthy defenders to kind of guard, you know, your wings and stuff like that. And, you know, help out with the post. So, it's an interesting trade. Um, You know, the two, I think, I saw like ESPN um, I think it was like you know uh, you know those like you know the betting agencies or something like that is like you know you know like preseason uh, title favorites they have I mean not really surprised the Celtics and then Butts as the two favorites um, you know they've been pretty much two of the main favorites the past couple years so seeing them on top not that surprising. Um, I'm just... I wonder where... I mean, I guess... Denver's that be, like, number three or, like... They would have to be, like... The <laughs> that third favorite. Considering the defending champs. And, like, you know, the defending champs usually get... Um, kind of... More of, like, that... You know, they're the favorites type of thing. Until someone, you know, beats them. Um, you know, that whole thing. So... I'm a little surprised with that, but I guess m- they must have really liked Boston-Milwaukee. Um, I mean, they made trades. I mean, Milwaukee made that Damian Lillard trade, and I think uh, Boston might have made the trade for Drew Holiday as kind of like a counter, um, you know, move to that uh, Damian Lillard to Milwaukee deal um, as a kind of way to, let like, you know, Help, uh, you know, guard is you know. Drew Holiday's one of the better uh, defensive um, guards in the league, so probably having that on your team to help you know counteract Damian Lillard um, is a pretty smart trade. Um, we'll see how it entirely works out. Um, they also trade f- with for Chris. Christoph Porzingis, um, and that kind of add another uh, big man to help, and definitely ha- will help, you know, provide some kind of depth and stuff like that uh, when you know they do face um, Milwaukee this year, not just in the regular season, but like hopefully, you know, at some point during the playoffs, if you know. Miami doesn't go on another like, absolute tear like they did this past season and trying to knock out all the main some of the main <laughs> contenders in the Eastern Conference, but um, I don't. I think Boston kicks off their season tomorrow, and then Milwaukee starts off their new season on Thursday, um, against Philadelphia Seventy Sixers. Um, who also kind of have an interesting spot. Um, James Harden pretty much has demanded a trade um, from Philadelphia um, after pre- he didn't report to like you know off-season like training camp and stuff like that. Um, I think he eventually showed up to like media day, or he might showed up to like one of the offs- like one or two, maybe a third of like the whole offseason um, training thing so you know we'll see how that goes if he like holds out until he gets traded or something like that um, kind of what that does to Philadelphia's chances I mean in terms of the Eastern Conference they're probably the third um, best team um, you know as of now Having, you know, Joel Embiid uh, last season's MVP MVP, and James Harden. Um, if he does get traded, see what kind of, you know, return Philadelphia can get and how that, you know, plays out into, like, what their championship uh, aspirations are for this season. Um, they have Tyree, Tyrese Matzi, um you know, pretty good guard in his own right so like if James Harden does get traded they do have like someone to kind of like, you know take that spot and fill it and then you know who they would get in return I'm not really sure you would want like some players and you'd probably want some players to help you win now as well as maybe like a future like you know first round pick possible if not like you know at least a second couple second round pits to kind of help um you know keep that championship contention window open um for as much as Joel Embiid is there so that's pretty much like you know and then we have Miami obviously you know they had Jimmy Butler uh, or they have Jimmy Butler I should say and Bam Adebayo. um they were up there in the Damian Lillard um Sweep states. Uh, I think Damian Lear was like. Kind of was like. The Heat were like one of his. you know, Favorite. Uh, one of like his. Trading destinations that he would like to go to. Um, but. I don't think. Uh, Portland liked what they were offering. They don't really have. They have like a lot of like. And they have like. Like I said Butler. Adebayo. Um, in terms of the rest, like it's a lot of kind like you know players that would probably be like second team, if not third team, like you know guard um, guards and stuff like that. So not really anything you know to just really entice you know Portland to accept the trade. And I think they got like a first round pick, if not two, from this Damian Lillard trade. I don't know if it was Milwaukee's. Might have been Milwaukee's first round pick, or it could have been. Um, it would have had to have been, because I don't think Phoenix had. They probably don't have any first round picks that they can trade after trading for, like, Kevin Durant um, and stuff. And, like, I think there's something where it's, like, you can't trade, like, multiple first round picks or something like that, like, for back to, for back, to back years or something like that there's something interesting like how that works um something I remember them hearing that you know when they get to, like trade deadline um for the NBA so it's like you know kinda late February and you know talking about how like you know how this trade could happen for this team and like what they can even offer so um you know those are like year four I mean, the two main, obviously, like, Boston, Milwaukee, but then, you know, you have Philly and then Miami. Kind of round out um, the Eastern Conference with, like, probably a New York as, like, outside that top four. It's probably your fifth, what? Um, or, like, Cleveland. Like, Cleveland or New York were probably, like, your number five and then sits kind of like, you know best teams in that conference. And then, you know, the West is always, always crazy. Always a wild West. Um, I think Denver is probably, you know, the favorite being the defending champs. And, you know, you have Nikola Jokic, um, who was back-to-back regular season MVPs before this past season. Um, and he made a good case, you know, for him to be, like, the first three-peat MVP winner since Larry Bird in the 80s so I don't know I don't think I ever looked at what you know the I guess like the MVP voting store was for last season but probably would have been setting I would think Um, but you know so They're probably, yeah, the favorites in there. I mean, Golden State's probably up there, too. Um, L.A., maybe. I think they turned it around a little bit last year. Um, you know, LeBron entering season number 20. Is it 20 or 21? I think it's 20. Or it could be 21. Um, season, you know, it's all that. Um... Well Anthony Davis. Um Austin Reeves Reeves from last year broke out. So I mean, you know, could, I mean probably as usually a playoff contend contender. Um as far as like championship contender, maybe. Um, you know, we'll see how LeBron can do at age thirty eight in this season twenty. Um, like I said, if Anthony Davis can stay healthy and kinda how you know, they can fill out that. Um, you know, if they're still like, you know, in that playing tournament or like, you know, let like the sits their fifth seed type of spot, come you know, all star break, then you know, maybe they make, you know, uh trade. Can maybe kinda secure a top four seed and get like, you know, home court advantage for at least that first round of the playoffs. Uh as rest I mean, like I said, I mean in Golden State, um, you can never count them out really. I mean, as long as they still have like play and staff, um, you know, Draymond Green, um, Coach Steve I they kinda have that core, um, you know, players and coach and staff and stuff like that that you know they're not out of it. Kind of with like Miami, like, you know, with like their star players and then like coaching. Um, you can never count them out fully that makes them um, a surprise run. Um, who else in the West? I mean, there's so many, cause it's just, you know, it's a lot more open. It's a lot more crazy. Um, in the Western Conference, it's pretty much been, you know, as long as I can remember watching the the NBA, um, you know, you always never really knew who was going to come out of the West. Whereas, like, the East, you always knew it was pretty much going to be, like, the bronze team. At least in, like, the 2010s, it was always, like, LeBron's team um, coming out of the Eastern Conference. In the 2000s, um, you know, it was a little bit different to have more variety and, like, you know, who was coming out because you had, like, you know, Miami in 2006, Detroit in 2004. Um, it was LeBron and Cleveland in 2007. Uh, Boston in 2008. So, you know, you had some, I think Boston was also 2009 as well. So you had some kind of like, you know, variety like, you know, teams making um, to the finals from the East. Um, but you kind of knew like who it was, like who the favorites were, like the West, yeah. Always crazy, always fun to watch. More so that Western Conference playoffs than the East at times, just like, you know, these are so top-heavy that, like, you know, you know who's – can't expect, you know, one of these teams to make it. Um, but, yeah, I would say, like, Denver, L.A., New, uh, Golden State. Um, who else? Um, those are probably the main three, I would say. I mean, maybe, like, Sacramento, Trem- San if they can, you know – not fall back from what they did last year, you know, making the playoffs for the first time in, I believe it was 17 years, um, you know, Mont- Monte, Sabonis, uh, Sabonis, Darren you know, they have a good team, um, it's just up to them now to, like, you know, not take a step back and redress, um, and, you know, keep pushing forward and, like, Win a playoff series this year, because I think they took Golden State to Game Seven last year, um, you know before losing um, that game in the series. So we'll see. I mean, it'll be interesting. I mean, they're not going to be, you know, playoff contenders, but it'll be interesting to watch, like, um, the Spurs. I mean, you know, they had the number one pitch in the draft this year, Victor Wimbenyama from France. Um, Showed a lot of promise in, you know, preseason games. Um, So we'll see um, how we can fit in and kind of, you know, I mean, they'll definitely improve their win total from last year. Um, It'll definitely help them defensively as they struggled uh, mightily defensively as they were towards the bottom of the lead in a lot of those defensive territories. But, I mean, you know, adding um, once-in-a-generation uh, type talent who's 7'5 will definitely help you out defensively. You know, you know, watching some highlights from the preseason, able to, like, guard multiple positions in that post is a luxury to have, you know, in the NBA today. Um, so, but, you know, he's still pretty young. You know, he's with the Spurs, though have, you know, one of the best coaches of all time, Andre Popovich, you know, good coaching staff, you know. Um so trying to like coaching him up to him into some training facilities and kinda working on fundamentals and trying of like adjusting from um that France and kind of European game to, you know, the NBA. Um so it'll be fun to watch. I'm sure, you know, they'll show quite a bit of like some maybe not like quite a bit, but, but they'll probably show a decent amount of like Spurs games. You know, on like national televised, like TNT and ESPN type of thing, um, as people probably you know want to see what this kid can do. As you know, hearing so much hype um, about him um, come like you know uh, pre you know draft and all that. Um, you know, yeah, Portland. You know, in their post Damian Lillard trade, they drafted Stuart Henderson. Uh, was it third overall? Uh, I think it's shooting guard type of things, so you know. You know, um, to build around that, you have the Utah Jazz, who had three first round pits from their Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell trades, um, and they were pretty competitive last year. Um, you know, Lauren Laurie Martin um was an All Star, and you know they were pretty competitive for a team that like you know I traded like they're pretty much like the core of their franchise from the last, like, you know, half decade plus. Um, but, you know, how those, you know, first-round picks can kind of, like, you know, develop and kind of help lead Utah um, into contention will be interesting to see. Um, you have Dallas uh, Mavericks with my favorite player, Luka Doncic, and kind of how um, kind of, they traded for Tyree Irving at the trade deadline to kind of get some help. Um, they did re-sign him for three years, I believe. So, um, which the kind of had to, you know, I mean, having to trade for him and giving up some, you know, you know, what they gave up, you don't want to have that bill like get two month rental and then have him watch him free agency. So you know, it gives them one of the best, you know, bat courts. In the lead with Luka and Irvin. Um They traded. They had, they had like the 10th or they might have the 12th overall pick in the draft. And like, you know, they made a trade to kind of get the draft rights to. I don't remember what team they traded with. I know I talked about it when we did the NBA uh, draft recap on here, but I don't remember who they traded with. Um, Today, like, you know, the best center. Well, probably the best center prospect after uh, Nyama in the draft, uh, Duke Lively the second from Duke, or no, Derek Lively the second from Duke, I should say. Um, you know, very, um, in like defensive player, rebounder, um, has some kind of like offensive potential. Um, can probably hope to capitalize that on like doing like some pigeon rolls and stuff like that with Kyrie and uh Luke and how that can work in um, they also made another trade later in the first round I believe early second and then they traded for Grant Williams with Boston a pretty good wing defender who can store it as well so you know they have potential in that type of thing um, we'll see how to yeah you know, how these teams have worked out I mean, like with the NFL, Now with the NFL, like, you know, we're a third of the way se- through the season, so we kind of know where a little bit of teams stand. Um, but, like, you know, we still have the trade deadline next week. Um, kind of see where teams maybe, uh, contenders, um, kind of see if they can, like, set themselves even further apart from the pack, as well as teams, like, you know, shooting for that wild wow card to try and, like, maybe, you know, give him a better shot from playoff time um so yeah you know that'll be something to discuss like I mean it'll be very early you know NBA you know season you know reaction and stuff like that but we'll see how that goes and you know we'll definitely talked about that on this podcast and stuff like that um so yeah Let's channel it, my, you know, season preview, um, as of now, and then, you know, we'll see kind of how things go, um, you know, next showtime, as we'll be two weeks in, and how, you know, that has drawn so far, and surprises and stuff like that, so, moving on to the NFL, we had week seven, um, you know. Concluded last night with Monday Night Football, with the uh, uh, Minnesota Vikings being, surprisingly, beating the San Francisco 49ers. Um, was a sh- pretty shock. Um, considering that like, you know, the Niners are one of the favorites for the NFC conference, as well as being a Super Bowl you know, uh, favorite. Um. And, like, you know, Minnesota, like... I mean, Justin Jefferson, this is his second week in IR. Um, you know, they're, like, kind of in a competitive rebuild. Um, you know, they're not really expected to probably do anything, um, this season. But, you know, can, can maybe, maybe this is the point where they can turn around, you know. They can keep themselves, like, you know, at 500 or get above 500. Um... You know, they didn't and then did Justin Jefferson back. Um, you had Jordan Essen with like hundred ten yards, receiving two touchdowns, six receptions last night. So he's been filling in, you know, um pretty well into this team and like, you know, able to step up in the absence of Jefferson for this time being. Um, you know, Turk Cousins doing pretty much what he does, you know, producing solid numbers um every year. You know, the defense, which is kind of been like, you know, more of like, a weaker point. You know, Held, I mean, the Held San Francisco was 17 points last night, which is kind of nuts concerning, like, you know, the high power, you know, of this offense that they have. Um, they didn't have Debo Samuel last night, who is supposed to miss since one to two weeks. Um, due to injury, Christian uh, McAfee did play last night it was just kind of like uncertain. He was listed as questionable he was dealing with like oblique and kind of upper body injuries um, all week. But he did play. He got me, you know, the fancy points I needed to, you know, come and win. Um, Had to be my best friend, but that's what happens when you have like, you know, a Trish McCaffrey playing on a Monday Night Football. I also had um, the Niners kicker who I got like eight points, but like I knew I wasn't a... I need McCaffrey to do a bit, have a good game in order for me to win. And had, you know, rushing touchdown. Not a whole lot of rushing yards. Um, had a receiving touchdown did lose a fumble, but I got me the points I needed to win. And, yeah. So I'm doing pretty good. I'm 5-2. and two. Um, I have a pretty so- solid team. Like, I have Lamar Jackson who went off um this past weekend four total touchdowns three passing one rushing against uh a very very good Detroit Lions defense um who they blew out 38 to 6 so that's probably one of the big surprises of this past week um but yeah I have Lamar I have McCaffrey I have I picked up Alvin Kamara um someone dropped him and I knew uh David him coming back from you know in was a suspension, um, you know, kind of help out that offense. So that was a good, I mean, pick up. Then I have Raheem Morissette. Um, I mean, even with that, like, rookie Arcane, Arcaney, I think, um, kind of doing what he's been doing, you know, coming out of nowhere this season. He's, I mean, Morissette's still winning pretty solid, um, you know, numbers. And you know, stuff like that. I mean, he's on the IR. I think he's. I think this was also his second week there, so he can come back. Um, another two weeks. Um, and then I had like the Eagles' defense. My receivers are just kind of like, eh. Um, tight end. I have Darren Waller. Finally had a breakout game this um, past week. Um, then he had. I don't think he had 100 yards or something, but he had close. And he had a touchdown. So finally broke out I mean I've never been able to get a like, good tight end production in fantasy because like, if you don't get like a Travis Chelsea or Mark Andrews you're kind of playing for like someone that can like you know maybe step up into you know a tier one or a tight end number one potential so I didn't have George Kittle two years ago and that he didn't really do a whole lot until come you know fantasy football playoff time where he stepped up and helped me Uh, to win uh, my lead for that year but moving from fantasy football to uh, real football um, so yeah like I said I talked about earlier um, you know the Ravens being up on the Lions who have been pretty good defensively pretty good defensive team um, all around the season Um, they need to use a little bit of help um in the secondary. Um, um they, what was it? C S Gardner Johnson, I think they signed from like the Eagles. Uh, as a safety, I think they signed him as a one year deal. No. So we'll see if like you know they need attention or if they like address that in the draft and try and like, you know, draft someone on a rookie contract type of thing. Um we had Oh, uh, was it? As I said, locally, we had, you know, Denver and facing Green Bay. In, in Denver, um, Denver getting their second win of the season, um, after coming back. Or, well, they had like a nine-length lead, then they lost the lead. Um, on a late. Touchdown from Green Bay, only um, a fourth down, and then because it's Denver, you know they were able to like get within field goal range pretty quickly and take a go ahead field goal, and then you know they picked off uh, Jordan Love uh, pass late in that fourth quarter to seal the game, pretty much throwing it into like potentially to send, uh, like double coverage, try to throw it to like a receiver who I think was. Um, being covered by uh, Denver's Pro Bowl corner uh, Pat Sutan um, second so and then kind of underthrew it a little bit and then got picked off um, so but you know it's a lot of you know it can be a lot of drawing pains and stuff like that and getting some experience from love and you know this Padgers team whom you know, receiving wise and or like pass catching wise, like receivers and tight ends, they're still very young and still like, you know, kinda getting experience. It's like their tight end. Luke Mustray was a rookie uh second round pit this year. You know, like Watts Watson, Romeo Dobbs are setting players. They have Jalen Reed who was a draft pick from this year. So still pretty young. Um, you know, defensively, you know, it's probably more of the strength of the team. Um, you know, Kenny Clark up front and GR Alexander in the back end secondary. Um, kinda struggled, you know. And like, you know, you have running bats with Aaron Jones and A. J. Dillon. Jones has struggled uh to stay healthy this year. I think this was like his third game playing at all this year. Um, as he played week one, had very a game week one of them, but like um, injured his hamstring, so then he was out for a while. Uh, I think he played week five or something like that. I think it was like before they were buying week six. Um, didn't play a whole lot, and then you know did play this past week. Um, so you know, like I said, yeah, it's gonna be a lot of drawing pains, a lot of trying to like you know this is like I think start number seven you know, for his career. So, you know, not a whole lot of experience. Um, still 24. So, I mean, um, kind of older for, like, you know, you know, in terms of, like, you know, Richie's and kind of younger players in the NFL, I was like, you know, a lot of them get drafted, you know, either after their freshman year of college or kind of junior type of thing. Um, but that's what happens when, let like, you draft him but, you know, the team, you know, still has Aaron Rodgers, so, like, you're not going to be playing for a while anyway. Um, and, you know, David Batiari left tackle, is out for the season. So, you know, you're trying to anchor for your O line, is out. So, it'll be a struggle at times, you know, this season and probably from the next season as well.
1: Um, and, like, you know,
0: with Aaron Rodgers' injury to the Jets, that kind of ruin their plans of trying to get of dating potentially potentially very likely getting two first round pits this in next year's draft to kinda help, you know, out help build this team out. So um and then, you know, Denver got like their second one let like his head. We had like teams that were like, you know, you know, one in five um, you know, dating like their second Know, win of the season like Broncos we had let's see where are they Let like the Bears got their second win the Giants I think Patriots right or Patriots 3 and another 2 and 5 maybe Buffalo Um, at home Buffalo is really out to turn their season around Uh, quick I mean, a lot of it Like you know, offensive wise they're pretty solid on there. It's like they've had some injuries to in just defense. Like, you know, tr Tra- 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 White, uh Achilles. Um, I think Matt Milano is out for the season. Um, you know, Von Miller coming back from ACL's tear from last year. Um, I think they one of their tight ends. I don't know if it's Nats or their first round pitch from this year is injured and uh, has to have wrist surgery. Um so I don't know I don't know if when he'll be back for that. But like, yeah, a lot of these teams are like one and five and trying kind to of like you know maybe like trade deadline teams trying kind to of sellers but like you know trying to like be as competitive as they can be. Um all one so kind of makes, you know. Um, you know, draft order for first round, first overall pick next year. You know, interesting. Um, and kind of what they'll do. Um, um, I mean we had Thursday Night football. It was the Jaguars beat the Saints. Um, it's kind of extend, I think either it's lead or gain the lead for the uh, division, AFC South division. Um, lead. I mean, they're the best team in that vision. I mean, playing very well. Uh, Trevor Lawrence playing good. You know, Travis Atien uh, Jr., the running back, th- pronouncing that right, uh, had another two touchdown performance. Um, not a lot of yards, as you know, New Orleans has always been a pretty good defensive team um, from their Sean Payton days to now, even now still. So, um, you know, and then you have, like, like I said, Trevor Lawrence, you have Evan Ingram at tight end, who kind of had a breakdown earlier last year and then they re-signed him. You know, you have Tristan, or er, yeah, Christian Church, um, Calvin Ridley, some pretty solid, um, you know, receivers and stuff like that. Um, and O-line's been solid. So, you know, probably left a town of work on building that defense, um, like an interior line, defensive lineman, or, you know, maybe even like a secondary, you know, you should never have too many, um, you know, being a passing lead, you know, having some secondary help is never um, a bad thing. Um, Chiefs, you know, won again sits in a row after losing week one um, to Detroit. Um, you know, Patrick Mahomes had 400 yards, I believe. 424 yards and four TDs. Um, Travis Kelsey almost four, 200 yards receiving and a touchdown. Um, so, you know, and the defense, you know, pretty becoming a pretty good defensive unit. Um, you know, that week one loss, you know, it kind of showed like, you know, that they needed, like, you know, worked out a deal or worked out this whole contract. They went uh, Tris Jones. Um, as like you know, he didn't. that If you have a good, you know, defensive tackle, kind of like you know, to plug up the run, help pass, you know, pass rush, it kind of allows your other linemen and um, you know, linebacker, if you rush a linebacker, to kind of get in and you know, pressure the quarterback and do that. Um, saying other truths and I they traded um for. Matole Hardman, um, who they who was on their team for the past couple years, I believe. Um, they traded for him back from the New York Jets, who he signed with a free agency. Or a free agency. Um didn't do a play a whole lot, but he did have like a kind of big punt return. Um I think he also had a pretty he might have had a first down catch, you know, um, as he kinda of like, you know, gets back into this offense and stuff like that. Um, they don't really have, like, a true number one wide receiver. But um, like Rookie Rice has kind of stepped up to kind of be that. I think he had, like, you know, five or six catches and then a touchdown on Sunday. So he's kind of emerging as, like, that number one receiver. But, like, you know, they still have a near year right out. Skymore, uh, Tragevius, um, uh, Tony, um, who they traded for last year from the Giants, um, is trying to come around, you know, after some like early season drops and stuff like that. So kind I mean, they're still like pretty much the fa- one of the favorites in the AFC. Um NFC Um NFC, you know, four nine. I mean, despite losing to the Vikings, they're still one of the favorites. The Eagles uh, had a very impressive win on Sunday night football. Uh, winning 31-17 at home against the Dolphins, who were also one of, like, you know, um, a contender in the AFC, um, uh, Miami. I mean, you know, you have, as long as you have, like, two, uh, you have, you know, you can have a pretty decent running game with Raheem Mostert, and then um, two, which can run as well, as well as, like, you know, when they get that, uh, rookie Arcane back from IR um, pretty decent one-two punch there um, blah, 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 blah. I mean receiving you have like Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, obviously um, probably could help to get it like, a third um, reliable receiver for that um, and then you know their defense is like pretty solid like I mean I think which kind of set would have been I mean, cool to see, you know, because like, you're facing the Eagles, defending NFC, NFC champions on Sunday Night Football. You're on the road. I mean, they didn't have like Jalen Ramsey, who they traded for. You know, they didn't have Xavier Howard, so they didn't have like their two best, their two, you know, top corners um, to try and like go against like, you know, A.J. Brown, who had a pretty massive game. 10 receptions, 137 yards, and a touchdown. So like, it would have been cool to see that, but, you know, injuries, you know, kind of play a factor in that, and then, you know, which kind of ruins being able to see a, you know, you know, national televised, you know, game like that, um, and all that, so that kind of sucks, but, you know, that could be a Super Bowl preview, we'll see, um, you know, and then this week we kicked off Thursday They football with the Bills, trying to get back on track, um, trying to keep their season, trying to turn around Um, their home against the Buccaneers. We have Vikings Packers at Green Bay on Sunday. Um, Battle of the New York teams, the Jets, at the Giants. Uh, Dolphins are back home as they try and bounce back from their loss to the Eagles against the Patriots. Um, Brown Seahawks, that should be a game both teams are 4-2. Uh, Niners uh, try to get back on track after all their loss as they are home against the Bengals. We have Bears, Chargers, and Sunday Night Football. And then wrapping up week 8 is the Raiders and Lions on Monday Night Football in Detroit. So that is pretty much all for this week. Um I said won't have a show next week. Um so we'll be back in two weeks. Um you know early NBA season reactions, World Series recap. Past two weeks of NFL recap. Um, as well as the trade deadline. So, that's what we got for next week, or next time, I should say. So, thank you for listening, and have a good one. Peace.